1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
2: Uh, Grant and I will be involved in our commentary right here on SCNZ tomorrow afternoon. First ball at about 20 past four. Our coverage will start uh, from four o'clock. Uh, during game number two, uh, we worked alongside our, our first guest, or our next guest, for the very first time, we absolutely loved it. I'm not sure if Chuck enjoyed it. We'll soon find out. Darren Berry joins us, uh, who is part of the uh, commentary team at SCN, highly respected uh, cricket coach, and had a very, very successful playing career himself. Darren, thanks so much for dropping by. Good to good to hear your your dulcet tones.
0: Good day, Chuck. Good morning, gentlemen, and thanks for having me part of your show. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow to rejoining uh, you guys and. Let's hope from a New Zealand perspective that you guys can uh, regather and we can have a really good contest. Uh, I know you're doing the interview, but I've been looking forward to this to see what the reaction's been like uh, across there into the performance that we called the other evening or lack of performance oh,
2: i've been There's been lots of despondent New Zealand cricket fans who just can't quite fathom why their side can go to Australia with with good results under the about. And then not just get beaten by a better side, but just not show anywhere near their true potential. We think, and we mentioned this in the aftermath, didn't we, Chuck? We actually wonder if it is the top two inches. Mm. From your vantage point, having looked at them, and I know you know the New Zealand players very, very well, um, are fans who think that onto something?
0: Yeah, uh, sadly, sadly, I do believe that. And we spoke about it the other night. And you look at that lineup that you've got. There, There is some experienced, strong characters in. And I'm looking for the lineup now with, with Gupta and Williamson. Uh, and then from a bowling perspective, Southey and Bolt, they've been around a long time. There, there's four really highly experienced players. And I'm still considering, you know, Latham and Mitchell. And whilst they haven't played hundreds of games, this is a good New Zealand side. And Grant's probably a better place to comment than me, because he's been in there and been part of it, but until you climb your Everest, until you face your fears, that the question mark remains. And I would just I would love and this was my Australian hat on I would love New Zealand to draw a line in the sand, almost, almost Brenda McCullum style and say, "You know what? we've had enough of this. We're not being bullied anymore by the Australians, but we can talk about it gents until they actually do it. You don't get that belief,
1: Yeah, Darren, I mean, I think you're, you're did right, and I think what showed the the mentality of the Black caps batters at least, because I think the bowlers have had two good games besides not yep. finishing the innings off, but they, they weren't proactive at the crease. They weren't and you know when a batters in that aggressive mindset is that they're looking for runs. They're coming down the wicket the first time I saw someone come down the wicket. I think it was Devin Conway to Sean Abbott, and we said, oh, he's going to target him here. Came down the wicket, tried to hit one three extra cover. Brilliant fielding from the Aussies again, dot ball. The very next ball got out. But that was the only time you really think someone was trying to be aggressive. Daryl Mitchell played one reverse sweep he got away with, and then the next one didn't get away with. Um, But there wasn't that proactive nature of the batters that were looking with intent to get on top of the bowlers because this was a pitch that you couldn't allow bowlers to bowl to you. You needed to get them off that length that was difficult to score on.
0: 100% correct and agree again with you, Grant. And it's, it's one of those between a rock and a hard place because I was very critical of the mode of dismissal of Martin Guptill at the top with a really wide slash. Mm. But I, I think, you know, in hindsight, that Guptill was trying to throw the pressure back on Australia. Unfortunately, you know, his mode of dismissal looked ugly. And then you come in for criticism. Mm. It's a fine line. But maybe the collective group need to say, OK, you know, we can't just stand here and accept dot after dot. I mean, Sean Abbott did a magnificent job. And I'm not going to be critical of Kane Williamson because I have so much admiration. But he dug in. He had that intent to dig in. We said on the evening that he dug so deep that the hole was monumental and, and couldn't get out of And I like what you said about using your crease uh, going across to off stump, so you could turn the ball mm. into the league side, rotate the strike, things like that, I hope were discussed in the New Zealand dressing room about mode of operation for this game tomorrow afternoon.
1: Yeah, how to be aggressive and how to be proactive at the, the crease to, as you said, take the game to Australia, because, I mean, well, let's admit, OK, we'll go the other side of the Tasman. I mean, both teams are pretty poor with the bat, weren't they? I mean, you know, you look Correct. at this Australian team, and the top order really has failed uh, in recent times, and the the announcement of Aaron Finch Finch's uh, retirement after the the next game. I mean, they're looking to to rebuild that. What do you think of the the top order and the Aaron Finch announcement?
0: Yeah, that's been the big news this morning in Australia. Obviously, that Finch has announced that. Um, I, I'm not surprised, and I don't think you guys are either. Sadly someone who's been a wonderful player, good captain, World Cup captain, etc. in the T20s. He has been in a horrible 12-month period. So I think he's made a selfless and the correct call, no doubt in discussion with the coach and the selectors. So he'll play his last game tomorrow for Australia. um, And then he will just focus on the T20s. And from our point of view, let's hope he can find some form because he's still in the three T20s against Zimbabwe. We couldn't score a run. I just hope this almost releases the tension. He can say, right, I leave one day cricket aside. That's a whole other chat we can maybe have tomorrow afternoon as to who now takes the reins for Australia. But Finch can now just focus his attention purely on the T20s um, for Australia moving forward. But the top order, New Zealand, let's not forget, I'll try and give your New Zealand listeners some hope. You had a very powerful Australian batting line-up Uh, 5 for 45 in the first game and Mm. 8 for 117 in the second. So you've got to say the bowlers have done their
1: job. Yeah, absolutely decimated a top-line Australian batting order. We had you on the ropes, didn't we?
0: Finch, Warner, Smith, Labashane, Stoinis. We're not talking about mugs. We're talking about pretty good international players. Um, So they have been. you, You sort of look at the results and... As a, as a Kiwi, you're thinking, oh, we've been horrible. Well, you, you actually haven't been horrible. You've been mm. in the contest, but the crucial moments with the batting, first game, players got starts, 46, 45, 40, but no one actually grabbed it and said, okay, I'll win the game uh, and get you to 250 type of area. And then the second one, well, sadly, I said the other night, I don't shy away, it was quite almost humiliating to be bowled out for 82, to be honest. Totally. Oh, it was humiliating,
2: Darren. There's absolutely no two ways about it. Um, And a lot of New Zealand fans were angry as a result of it. And I I can understand that uh, passion and anger. I'd like to know, with your coaching hat on, what role a coach can do to help a side that might have a little bit of a mental block? And can you actually, you know, change something within a couple of days? Or is this more of a longer term issue they're going to have
0: to deal with? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. And obviously, the, the first and foremost, as a coach, you need to have trust, respect, and a real ability and understanding of your group. Now, I don't know the New Zealand setup, but I'd assume that's the case. But I also say, and I, mean, I know Grant would agree with this, the senior players play just as a significant role as the coach in this method, because it's mm-hmm. those guys that are out of the middle. The coach can give instructions and ideas. And, yes, I would be saying to the New Zealand batting group, all right, dust that off. It was terrible. But don't look through the rear vision mirror. What are you going to do, you, Conway, you, Latham, you, Mitchell, how are you going to attack this game on Sunday? Be clear in your mind, all right? Commit to a plan and don't waver. If that is, you're going to move around the crease and be manipulative and look to take singles to get yourself in – but don't just stand like a rabbit in the headlights and allow Australia to bowl at you. Martin Guptill, continue. Your best method is to attack. Let's go with that. You know, So every different player you have to connect with on a different level. It's not, right, boys, we were hopeless. Go out and smack them next game. That's not going to work. But each individual player has to know their role and fulfil their role within the side. I hope that makes sense. And it is something that I say until you climb the mountain... You look at it and think, oh, that mountain's too big to climb. You know what? Collectively, if you pull your weight and I pull my weight, it's a collective effort. We can get this done.
1: Uh, Darren, the balance of the, the Australian team. Um, if Finch wasn't playing tomorrow, does Kerry go to the top? Does Mitchell Marsh come in? Is Glenn Maxwell in a little bit of a nothing position at the moment? Is there a specialist like Ashton Agar that maybe comes in for him? Um, how do you see the the makeup of this team?
0: Yeah, no, another excellent question, and I, and I think whilst the Australian side has won two matches, they're still they're unsettled. The top order we've mentioned is failing. Mm. Um, I don't think the balance is right. You don't you don't need Glenn Maxwell at number seven, and I think in the first game he actually batted number eight from memory because Carey and Green yeah. were ahead of him from memory. So you know Glenn Maxwell at eight. I mean, come on, that's well, it's a luxury, but it's it's unbalanced. So I think the missing piece of the jigsaw for me, gentlemen, at the moment is Mitchell Marsh, because I think he's someone that comes in and one he can give you that all-round option. But he's a, his batting in the last twelve to eighteen months has been exceptional. So once he's over his little niggles and injury, I think he comes back in. But there there may well be a rethink, and I haven't got the answer now. Finch I think will play tomorrow night farewell, but after that, what is the opening combination? You mentioned three or four options, which is a concern mm. because it means to me that we're not sure who, who it is going to be. Um, and all of those are viable options. Marcus Stoinis has opened a little bit in Australia as well, but I don't think he's in that form at the moment. Whilst we've, went, we've won the series 2-0, sorry to rub salt in, I think Australia has <laughs> still got some serious
2: concerns. Uh, New Zealand's cricket fans don't know how much they'll get to see Trent Bolt in the future. Uh, theoretically, this could be his last one day international, for all we know. It's going to be a series-by-series series thing. Um, you know, how, much, how high regard is he held around the cricketing world? How big a loss is he going to be when he finally does pull up stumps?
0: Enormous. Uh, highly respected over here, I can tell you that. And obviously the Melbourne Stars have picked him up, gun for hire now. Look, again, I think you guys know me well enough. I just call it as I see it. And sometimes that's not a popular uh, opinion. It does concern me. And I don't know Trent Bolt. I know he's been a a, a wonderful cricketer and I admire him. And his ability to swing that new ball and pin people LBW. He's world class. I don't have to tell anybody that. But it does concern me. that, And that's with full respect. I'm sure there is family issues. And the travelling takes a grind. And... And the body's probably saying you can't do that anymore. But I'm just concerned where we're going in world cricket on the back of this decision that others follow suit. And dare I say it, because I'm employed to do this around the world and coach in in these T20 tournaments, and I love it. But is it ultimately good for international cricket? My answer is I hold grave concerns because Bolt makes this decision. Others will think, well... Why wouldn't I travel the world and make two or three million a year as opposed to the constant grind of international cricket away from my family? I hope I'm making sense. I have great concerns and it worries me, not just for New Zealand, for world cricket.
2: Chuck, you make a lot of sense. It's great to hear your voice again, my friend. We look forward to working with you tomorrow, my my man. Have a good night's sleep because we're going to come in hot despite the uh, Black caps being
0: down 2-0. We're
1: coming for you, Chuck. We're coming for you.
0: Heads up, and I look forward to tomorrow night's contest, gentlemen. (laughs) Thanks for having me part of the show. Our pleasure.
2: Uh, Darren, uh, Barry joining us.